welcome, 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 welcome to the What's Next podcast with Dave and Blair. I'm Dave. How are you, Blair? Man, I'm doing great. Good to see you. We are in, uh, man, stars uh, are in the Stanley Cup, my friend. We release these a little bit later than we record them, obviously, <laughs> and we are in the Cup. It was an awesome evening last night, but this morning we got a startling text we did. 6.30 this morning, a listener from Houston uh, texted us and said, WTF, you leave me on a cliffhanger with Marvin and the hurricane closing in and PTSD? Are you kidding me? So we've always tried to keep these, and by always I mean all 10 of them or 11 of them. <laughs> yeah, we're experienced sailors. We try to keep them at 30 minutes just so it makes it where you don't have to try to remember if am I at the first part of an eight-part series or the <laughs> six. So we did break it up, and we apologize to that to our friend down in Houston. Right. And maybe she'll forgive us. But Thursday, bright and early, it'll be released, and you can hear it, and then you'll hear this one the next week. Yeah, these do come out every Thursday. Um well, I got to tell you, Dave, uh, that was funny, but maybe a little bit negative. But I got a really cool story uh, shared with me this week, and that is a couple that listens to us. They're going on a camping trip with their friends, and they required everyone to fill out the music questionnaire before going. So they, re- they wrote down all the questions. Yeah, and just like us, they were struggling on just a few. It's easy to figure out who you hate, but... Um, some of those questions that we answered back a couple of episodes ago, uh, th- those are difficult. Who you hate and who's overrated are simple. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got the negative opinion. So today on our episode, we want to talk about my favorite activity as of late. Yeah, since that's uh, either uh, Taylor's soccer games. Those are great. Or perhaps going to an Aggie game and going to a tailgate. Aggie football and tailgating are just, those are my two favorite things to do. And it's family, it's friends, it's friends that have become family. And uh, crazy enough, it's people that we've met through your friends, through my friends, and my friends, through your friends. And it's just awesome. It's a lot of fun. And now we're old enough where the second generation is starting to show up. Yep. Yep. Now we've had Kyle and his buddies come through there. And Morgan brought some friends from her high school. Yeah. My niece uh, came as well. She's she's been, she goes as well. So yeah, it's, uh, it's now becoming a multi-generational thing. But when we were in college, my friend, I would not have thought tailgating would be a big deal. There was no tailgate, no. no alcohol on campus back in the day. So before they built Reed Arena, you could only tailgate right there around Caulfield in the stadium. And it was about $10,000 per parking spot. I did not have that in college. No, oddly enough, I didn't have that until I was 40. But. <laughs> right. But the luckily for us... Times changed. Yes, times did change. So we would hang out at the house and then walk up to the game. But now they built Reed and they put lots and lots and lots of sidewalk and grassy areas in. So especially starting in 2012 when we joined the SEC, tailgating has exploded. So back in 2012, the year of our Lord 2012, Dave, yes, I think you yes. said a date with that. I apologize. The – the Lewis family owned a lake house with a couple of other families. And I was at said lake house next door to the great Steve Watts and Sandy Watts family. Future guest Steve Watts. And I am watching 
Johnny Manziel in front of my eyes. I had never heard of him other than him getting arrested. I am watching him just run circles and going crazy. And I remember not only hearing from you, because we always text each other a bunch during the game, but you also said, Blair, it's too much to text. I've got to tell you how the University of Florida tailgates. It, it, <laughs> it was unbelievable. But on top of that, it was, hey, we're in the SEC. It used to be show up hour and a half before the game, walk up. There's plenty of room, plenty of space, whatever. We got there th- almost three hours before the game, and we got the last spot in the very middle of everybody else's marked-off areas. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day, there were maybe one Super Bowl that you'd get when we were in the Big 12. Right. Because we didn't play Texas and OU at home in the same year. So you get one of those. And other than that, you're like, uh, Iowa State, not getting too excited about Missouri. Uh, Of course, Missouri came with into the SEC. But everyone still gets fired up to go see Ole Miss or Mississippi State or whatever. It just uh, brings a different heat. So for that 2012 game, we pulled up and we, we were blown away. And I was like, Okay, we've got to find somebody to start marking our spot. So from that game on, we had people mark our spot, and they would go out at noon on Friday. So we would hire a college kid to go out, and we'd pay them, you know, minimal yeah. if we could. But, you know, $20 to a college kid is a lot of money. But they would go <laughs> and mark our spot, and we try to get the same spot every time because that's a big piece of it. So people can always find you. Yeah, it's like the Oklahoma land rush, man. Right. Just, uh, yeah, Fletcher would go out. I remember that. Who, did you all have anyone before Fletcher? Uh, yeah, we had my, uh, one of my cousins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That lived there. He would go out and mark it off for us. And Speaking of Sandy and Steve Watts, their son Fletcher went there, and he would stake out your tailgate for a long time. But then he raised the tailgate bar quite a bit when he joined Old Ags, and those guys knew how to throw down. Yeah, they just couldn't remember to bring anything. (laughs) They were college kids. Every week, Mr. Blue, can we borrow tongs? (laughs) Mr. Blue, can we borrow matches? Mr. Blue, can we? It was great. So did tailgating start in the uh, 2012? Uh, No, I'm glad you asked. I've done some research. Yeah, you you know your craft. I like that. I don't do a lot of research, but... (laughs) Tailgating can be described as groups congregating with food and drink to cheer on a common team. Ooh, what a formal uh, definition. I love it. Now, by common team, they mean your team versus my team. Sometimes it's our team, but usually it's yours versus ours. For instance... In the year of our Lord 750 A.D. in the medieval times, Uh the first tailgaters... The friars brought wagons of beer that they had brewed oh, back the at the monastery. Bad haircuts, but good brew. Yeah, the, like the monks can make them some beer. They would bring up the beer, and then you would have the jesters out entertaining everybody, and you would have the folks selling turkey legs outside of the joust. Well, you got to have the turkey leg. Then everybody gambles, exchange pleasantries, and go out and watch two horses run at each other with sticks. <laughs> right. To the death. Yeah, no kidding, man. Those... Those back, uh, even fake at the medieval times today, those are pretty uh, intense, powerful things with those beasts running at each other. Fast forward to 1861 in Virginia. Ooh, 1860. So that was a rough era. This one kind of blew me away. So every, a lot of people from Texas A&M don't care for Longhorns and vice versa. A lot of people from Auburn hate Alabama, vice versa, whatever. But in 1861, at the Battle of Bull Run, people actually set up on the hill 
So down in the valley, they're having a true battle with cannons and guns and rifles. Right. North versus south. And people, they had picnic baskets and beer and were watching the war. <laughs> well, there's nothing on television in 1861, Dave. Apparently not. Apparently not. That was the most bizarre thing I ever heard. Dude, that is wild. Where in the world did you pick up that bit of information? That is random. The World Wide Webs. Yeah, thank God for it. It won't teach you anything, but... College football is what really brought it all home. Yeah, for us, that's what really when it um, when it began at A and M. But my experience uh, started on the NFL level, which is something you and I do not enjoy uh, here locally. We we don't go to Dallas Cowboy tailgates. No, um, I'm sure people do, we but s- um, we suck for 25 years. <laughs> right, but the uh, when I lived in Tampa, Florida, and they would throw down before football games. And that's when I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, this is fun. I, we both grew up Cowboys fans mm-hmm. and had loved the Cowboys, Troy Emmett and Michael. Well, and back in the Roger Dodger days. Roger Dodger, Tony Dorsett, Drew Pearson. But the tailgate experience at Tampa, I bought a hat. Because it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I became a Bucks fan. You know, it was hard to watch uh, Tom Brady in that Bucks outfit, but I, I figured they uh, back in the day they would have been partying pretty good on it. But for them, it was about um, being in the sunshine. It was about walking around, and it was also about like really like aggressively partying. Yes. And so one of my favorite stories is I had moved there. And uh, a client of mine named Steve, uh, when I came into his office visiting with him, and he's like, hey, you ever been to a Bucks game? And I was like, no. And he's like, cool, go with me on Saturday. I'll get you some extra tickets. And so Steve and I are in this park. You went to that park right across, yep. Yep. Uh, which was a great tailgate experience. And we're just throwing Frisbee. And right about then, this uh, probably 55 to 65-year-old woman, uh, bleached blonde hair, in a bikini, uh, perhaps had had some augmentation done. Uh, right. And she comes. Lots of white wine. Yeah. She came stumbling through in high heels and was walking by us. Now, the for those that don't know, the stadium in Tampa is on Dale Mabry. And there are a lot of, uh, shall we say, bars of uh, gentlemanly fun on Dale Mabry. So <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of a scene there anyway. And so she comes walking by. And Steve, my client, throws the Frisbee to me, and he gives her a a pretty good, thorough look up and down and says to me, Blair, welcome to Florida. It may be cheesy, but at least it's half naked. (laughs) And that was my welcome to Florida. The craziest thing about that stadium is you walk up the steps to go to the restroom and get a beer. Oh, that's a thing? I don't even remember that being a thing. (laughs) I was like, Oh, so I can still see the game. I'm in line. This is awesome. And what the other thing that was interesting about Tampa was the tailgate, um, it did stop. It, it, people went to the game. Right. Um, but the drinking atmosphere continued. In fact, the most popular seats when I was there were in the end zone, if you remember that day. Yep. And, and they That's had that we pirate saw. ship. Yeah. And yeah, everyone would just hang out there and just get loaded. It was great. So that was a very different tailgating experience than the collegiate one. But, boy, it, that was a good entry. It was very fun. On the college level, 
it's believed that tailgating started in the Ivy Leagues. So, you know, all the fun places, Yale, Harvard, Princeton, yep. all the big players. Yeah, the big players in today's ball, but they were they were the Alabamas and Auburns of the day. Yeah, they were the big they were the big guys back in the early 1900s and as cars became popular, parking spots were not there. And so it was very common for people to go two to three hours before the game started, put some fried chicken and a six-pack in the trunk of the gigantic Buick or right. Ford, and, and then everybody else would ride in on the trains. Well, as the people on the train saw the people, they said, well, hell, we'll bring our own bucket of chicken and beer. And so that's really kind of how the tailgate thing started in college football. So – uh, American population of 50 million, still no parking places in the Northeast. Nothing has improved. Nothing has changed whatsoever. <laughs> well, the the things that uh, when you when you mentioned that you wanted to talk about tailgating, Dave, the thing that really popped into my head is for me, I don't go, you know, every week. I, Don and I will usually go one, maybe two a year, and so for me, it's all fun. There's no drama. And people are just there to have a good time. But I ran that by you, and you had a whole different reaction. Well, you missed the setting up part. Oh, yeah. I've never set up or taken down you a missed, tailgate. You missed <laughs> the taken down part. <laughs> and the only time there's drama is when someone brings a guest from out of town. So if it's our normal family mm -hmm. and maybe one peripheral outside. so Everything sounds fine there. People from Auburn come into town. People from Clemson come into town. People from wherever. What about Edna? Has anything ever <laughs> happened to people from Edna, Texas? Every come now in? and then, there's a, <laughs> there's a slip up, and we have a little bit of drama. But normally, it's a drama free zone, and it's always fun. Yeah, it, I've never had a bad one. One of my favorite tailgates ever was the after game tailgate, and that was the seven overtime victory over LSU. That was epic. When we had all come back thinking it was hopeless, and you and Ron destroyed the tailgate, you would raise the building basically every time LSU scored, and then we'd have to rebuild it, and we'd party while A&M had the ball, and then LSU would invariably score again, and you'd destroy everything again. Well, if you'll recall, when we were on offense, I would watch at our tailgate. Right. But because we held them one time on defense, and I was at the next-door neighbor's tailgate right. pet, petting that dog, I watched every defensive series yeah, petting, petting that, that dog. Petting that dog, yeah. <laughs> That's when the superstitions and, come in. you know, I'd like to take this time to thank Marvin LeBlanc for coming on last oh, week on our show. Oh, speaking of LSU, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was great. Because Texas A&M is the last team to beat them. Because he's very quick to remind you that they didn't want to lose a game last season. Right. Very slow to talk about that seven-overtime victory over those sons of bitches. Well, I, I got to tell you, if I were him, I'd fast-forward to that because he's got a lot of other bragging rights on us. But Our one victory. But uh, <laughs> the text that I got, uh, well, you got it too, from Ron, uh, you know, our guest a couple weeks ago, when he said, hey, we've got a chance. And I was like, what in the world is he talking about? And then it was that little blurb that uh, the entire LSU team has, uh, has COVID. Was, yeah, we got a chance if we play them right today. And the, when you're looking at the tailgate scene and you just look out across the parking lot, you see everything from how you and I did it at Tampa where we just flipped up the back gate of your 
Yeah, just have a tent and just that's have, it. Yep. Just have a tent and some beers and hang it out. Some people bring in food from outside all the way up to people that bring RVs, gigantic million-dollar buses, smokers as long as a city block. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that you can do it. Right. Do you remember the one tailgate trick that the, the great Paul Kelly gave us, which was the pull starter blender? Yes. You remember that? Yes. <laughs> Burn 31 oil. That was so great. <laughs> so great. Yeah. People would flock to your tailgate when you pulled, cranked up the, uh, <laughs> the blender. The, the, t- the tailgate <laughs> gets much easier as you evolve into being able to leave it there overnight. Yeah, you guys That's made, a game changer. Yeah, you guys made that step because when I talk about cleanup and takedown, that's the A whip. That's the cleaning of the boat part of owning a boat. That's right. Yeah. And so you guys figured out a workaround a couple of years ago. Yeah, we found a way to get an RV there on campus and you you just alleviate the showing up, sweating your ass off, setting everything up, and then not not really being able to enjoy it because you're worried about taking it down the second the game's over because you got to go back out. And yeah, exactly. Get out of there. And yeah. <laughs> so it's so much more relaxing. And so you can come back, shower off, come back out, sit around the campfire and have a good time. Yeah. Uh, you guys beat the system. So when we would show up and it was all set up and you guys weren't all stressed out, uh, man, that, that's next level stuff. The other part of it that's really fun is it basically takes a square mile and makes it into a bar. <laughs> the kids play Frisbee. Where everybody knows your name. Right. Yeah, the, the atmosphere of just walking around and talking to strangers is a great aspect of the tailgate. And it's great. And, you know, in Aggieland and other places that I've been, it's so common for people just to mingle from tailgate to tailgate. Introduce yourself one time, and now you're playing bag toss and drinking beers and hanging out and – Having right. a good time. Now, if you could take your own tailgate experience out right. of it, Dave, and you're just you're just judging uh, based on experience that you can't vote for yourself, who does tailgating the best? Uh, I know Marvin LeBlanc and my wife would say LSU, but yeah. you've been to some Auburn ones. You've been to Ole Miss. Yeah. In your opinion. So I got cheated on LSU because they had that torrential downpour before the game. 55, Rainey, and Johnny had a broken thumb. Not yeah, a, not a no, good combo. And we lost. That sucked. <laughs> uh, Jambalaya in the stadium was amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, that sucked. Um, I really – what the one hour that I got to experience before it started torrential raining, um, I really liked it. Um, Auburn is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Auburn is more set up on a almost like a corporate level where the tailgate guys set up most of the people's tents, but the people are super cool. They always welcome me except for when Johnny put 41 on them in the first half. And that old man said, son, you better go. (laughs) Your time, your your time's (laughs) up. The other times when they kicked our ass or other times, it's so much fun. The people there are so great at Auburn. Um, Ole Miss was a lot of fun, totally different atmosphere. They don't cook on site, which I prefer. And so, to me, that's... So it's, it's catered, it's brought in. Yeah, they all bring in stuff because they are literally packed. Every tent touches another tent. Right. And so, it's, it's, it's a very unique thing, very elaborate. Everybody's dressed up, and it's cool, and it was fun, and I had a great time. I just prefer it when we have gigantic smokers and everybody's 
who has the biggest smoker and the most amount of briskets at the same time. Yeah. See, I could have been exposed to tailgating way early because I grew up in Stillwater, Oklahoma, the first nine years of my life. And we went to every game. We were season ticket holders. And uh, Oklahoma State was garbage back then. But it was still a heck of a lot of fun for a little kid to go to a game. And But my parents would park at the Church of Christ a half a mile away. Right. And we would walk by people who appeared to be having a good time. Right. Uh, Keep your head down. Yeah. <laughs> immediately into the stadium. Yeah. Uh, I, so I saw it, but uh, it, it certainly wasn't at A&M. You know, when I look at different experiences when you say it's unique right. uh, about Ole Miss. The one that I want to try, and we'll have to get Nathan White uh, fired up on this, but I want to play the University of Tennessee and be able to tailgate on a boat. Yes. That looks like a yep. hoot. I know Waco's sort of uh, trying to get a little yeah, something like are. that going. They are. Clemson was very unique in that they're spread out all throughout their campus, and their campus is very hilly. It's really cool. And where we tailgated, we could actually see down into the stadium. Oh, that's awesome. And then you walk like a mile, mile and a half and go to the game and everything's great. And then that's you a, have to walk back to your day. <laughs> that sounds like uh, going to a concert at Red Rocks. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. was, but the people there were great. I mean, they knew they were going to kick our ass. And so they had, you know, it wasn't like we were in Philadelphia or something. Now, you want to know who does not tailgate. I went to the Vanderbilt game. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, I, there was no evidence that anyone had any knowledge that the game was on that day. When Taylor and I went to their soccer camp, their ID camp, so she wanted to go see the campus and see what their soccer program was about. The, <clears throat> excuse me, the baseball stadium shares a concourse with the football stadium. Right. And I was like, y'all really are cramped in here. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, yeah, they don't have the uh, the big space to to spread out. You know, those downtown universities are a little little hamstrung, but their baseball program is probably worth tailgating for. Yeah, I would guess so. the The other thing that um, that I enjoy is the just the fact that for one day, right, you walk up and because of what you're wearing, you get invited for food. Yes, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And we tried really, really, really hard to invite people with the wrong colors on to come in and welcome them in and really try to show them a good time. And so we've been to, when I've been at Auburn or when I've been at other places, Ole Miss, everybody goes, hey, y'all come on in here. When we visited y'all, everybody was so friendly and so happy. In fact, all the Clemson folks, my buddy Jeff Fuller went to the Clemson game with us. We went to the chicken. There were more Clemson. He knew more people in the bar than I did. Right. The, um, that always is, is the great trick to pull. And I know you pulled this at the Dallas Cowboy game one time. When the visitor shows up and they're the known man, they're right. the norm and cheers. Yeah. Yeah, we did do the Tampa Cowboys game, and I wore my Cowboys gear. And it was no big deal. And we were not good at the time. So. so where you and I are a little different is the tailgate suffices for me i do not need to go into the stadium and watch the game at now that you guys can get satellite dishes and now that there's roku tvs that work off of wi-fi i don't know having that uh 65 inch color screen in front of me with commentators that works pretty well for me yeah it it kind of backfires so we got the tv because there's nothing more magical than 
at 10 a.m. when college game day comes on. The smoker's already going. You're on your third beer. It's just magic. Right. All is right in the world. And everybody watches college game day. We made it too comfortable. The (laughs) the chairs actually swivel back. Yeah, they they have padded heads. They have padded headrests. Cup. We feed everybody. You have a full stomach. Then you're like, let's go to the game. And everybody's like, yeah, we're going to wait right here. (laughs) Yeah, this sounds uh, perfect here. I will tell you, if uh, if you're looking to save an extra couple hundred bucks a month, for retirement that's not a bad way go tailgate and just pocket the uh, the money for the, uh, right, the, for tickets. the tickets now the university do they get how, you know, what do they make money on tailgates what's their angle so we pay for our parking spots mm-hmm. so we get eight spots and so they make money off of that obviously but it's getting people to come to the game it's creating that atmosphere because they get donations, season tickets, yeah. and then concessions. And their bookstore cranks out the uh, the merch. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 amount of hats, t-shirts, polos, white towels. The one time it's cold, they sell every sweatshirt. Yeah, it, it's if you get a cold game in Texas, you are going to sell out. You know, speaking of Texas, one of the things that I enjoyed uh, is not a big UT fan, but uh, going to their tailgates and just randomly hearing someone yell out the time and then 20 people swivel their heads and yell, and OU still sucks. That's a pretty good tradition. (laughs) Yeah, not a bad one. Other than college football, I would say opening day baseball probably has the best tailgate scene. Really? Uh, I mean, I went to Kansas City for pro football, but that's football, and that was awesome. Well, Casey's yeah, known yeah, for it. It was awesome. Um, but the opening day scene at the ballpark in Arlington is awesome because a lot of people do the same thing like what you said. Yeah, They watch the game on TV because it's really, really hard to get tickets. But the amount of setups and the smokers and the cookers and the music and everything – very closely mimics a football game. Yeah, I've tailgated for a Rangers game early in the season or the year we made the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I think when it's a non-football sport, you probably got to have a really good team. Yeah. Uh, I would think to generate that. Speaking of that, U.S. women's national team. Right. I know you've tailgated more than once, I think, at one of their games. Oh, yeah. We actually got a picture with the girls on Taylor's soccer team in tailgate monthly. How <laughs> nice. During the offseason, they ran this they ran this article and it talked about where's the craziest place or the the most unique place that you've tailgated. And so I sent them a picture of Taylor and all our friends on our team in front of my smoker. So we've done that a couple of times over there in Frisco and it's great. You can set up right there and then just walk across the parking lot and go into the game. Yeah, no, that's, that is cool. Now I, a little I like different. The, I like that the girls uh, like it, but yeah, how is it? Different? It's a little different than uh, your all day event. We get there about four o'clock and I cook up some fajitas and by seven o'clock we're in our seat. So you don't have that magical moment at 10 a.m. with three beers and all of that that you just no, described. No, no, you don't. You still have a few beers with your friends and your soccer dad friends and one afterwards and then you go home. Well, good news. You're only five years away from your daughter being 21, so right. uh, it's almost there. The, uh, the other thing that I was curious about, Dave, with, with tailgating is when did it become your favorite thing? Immediately when you picked it up or over the years did it build in enjoyment for you? I think I've always enjoyed going and I've always enjoyed the tailgate scene. Um, 
I think the more that I had time to do it. So once, once I didn't coach Taylor and Kyle's games anymore, and once I didn't have that time commitment, I think it made it a lot better. And once my friends had freed up time where, you know, I can go see Ron and Kelly and Colleen and, you know, Steve and Sandy come over and Jim and Wes and everybody is there. Right. And once you can get a crew, so you're not doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah, because I was a little early because I had bought the condo in right. College Station. I thought this is going to be the greatest thing ever, but they weren't really tailgating. We didn't. I had already spent the money on a condo, so I didn't subsequently have the $10,000 for a parking space. Right. And, it, and it was always, hey, you want to go to the game? I have football and soccer. Yeah. Hey, you want to go? I have football and soccer. Yeah. So once that lightened up, it really made it easy for me. And then you just create your own chuck wagon. Okay. So you have your smoker with your box with all your utensils. Mm -hmm. So the great rancher Charlie Goodnight invented the chuck wagon. He took a U.S. Army wagon <laughs> and put a grill on the back of it with a bunch of shelving. And so Dave and you literally, research. once you get there... It's hard to go get something else. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about how we text now. When we first started tailgating in 2012, about an hour before the game, no more texts. Oh, I remember that everyone would be texting. Therefore, no one was texting. All the bars were gone. But, you know, Thanksgiving at tailgate, we've had two or three of those. Yeah. Where we smoked the turkey while we're there and the dressing is on there and that, every, all the goodies. That, to me is something that I love. I love the fact that we still have a Thanksgiving game. Yep, yep. Uh, I just think it's a great way to spend the holiday. Uh, I prefer Friendsgiving uh, yep, over yep. Thanksgiving. And so, yeah, the tailgate is great. Um, we, did, we did Thanksgiving at the lake for the game mm -hmm. when you had your lake house. Uh, I guess we'll have to do that this year because there will be no, no game on Thanksgiving Day. Yep. Well, it, it, there will be. There will be no crowds. Uh, <laughs> So, Dave, what parting shots have you on, on the tailgate, man? I know you're jonesing for it. Are you going to try to come up with a few for some big games this year at the house? I think probably what we'll do is we'll have local and, you know, we'll do stuff here. Um, we just, I mean, the smoker always wants to be cooked on. And right. so you just can't stop. Well, and we have the stars in the uh, the stars yeah, in, in the, the Stanley in Cup. In the Stanley Cup, that is awesome. So, not going to cook a brisket for that. I oh mean, yeah, you oh, drink yeah. a bottle of Colonel, so yeah. uh, you should. Well, <laughs> after victories, we have one drink. Right. So, no, I mean the 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 most disappointing thing about this whole COVID thing. Yeah. I mean, I obviously people dying and that stuff is, very, but the thing that bothered me more than anything was the fact that I wasn't going to get to go down there. And they, so when they offered us our tickets and maybe we go to two games or three games, and they said, but there's not going to be any tailgating. Well, I don't even want to go. Right. <laughs> kind of to my point, that yeah. the tailgating is at more than 51% of right. the enjoyment. No, I agree. So I'll just take all that energy, go duck hunting in Arkansas a couple extra days, and it'll all be good. There you go. And we'll talk about that as well. Dave, this has been a lot of fun, man. Man, this is a great episode. I appreciate it. You bet. Good to see you, bud. <laughs>